time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy month of May to everybody out there. I feel like we just started this year, 2022, and here we are in the month of May. And a month, I will say, that is pretty underrated if you look at the calendar. Not necessarily from a sports standpoint, but the month of May, uh, it, it's sneaky good. It's sneaky good in the sense of, you know, school is wrapping up for, for high schoolers. Some, some kids even these days end school in the month of May. Um, and then it's uh, it's playoff time for the spring sports and high school sport. Uh, you got um, the, the NFL draft is out of the way, which we'll get to in a second here. Uh, it, it's kind of like you're on the doorstep of summer. Right. And for for us kids and, and definitely when I was in college, just could not wait to get to the, those heated heated months. Uh, just, oh man, put the school year behind me and move on. So the month of May college baseball wrapping up, you got uh, Memorial day on the horizon, which is the official start of summer. Uh, just, uh, I don't know from a sports standpoint, not a whole lot going on, but you're, you're usually a month in here uh, with your baseball teams. Uh, the hockey playoffs are upon us. If you guys can't tell, got my LA Kings gear, the LA Kings back in the hockey playoffs. Uh, it's been quite some time, excuse me, let me say it correctly, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, just very excited for that. Uh, for Kings fans out there, games are on Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, and Sunday night. Pretty easy, uh, 7 o'clock every night. Uh, I know you guys are getting this episode on, on Tuesday probably, but I am recording this a little early on Sunday actually. Uh, just to, uh, you know, I had some free time and thought, well, let's let's get it done. Don't have to look at any games on Sunday or anything. So uh, happy month of May to you guys. One thing I cannot stand in the month of May, you guys know I can't always be happy, right? Is this whole, I mean, you talk about a pandemic. I mean, it, it comes around every year and every year we got to see all these memes and all these stupid, yes, I said stupid Star Wars posts on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh my goodness. It, it, it doesn't even make sense. Stop saying it. I used to like Star Wars. Then it got ruined. It's now Disney and they've ruined it. They've taken it to, I mean, how many times can we talk about uh, a battleship in space and this guy's father and this guy's his cousin and, and now they're evil Then they were bad. They were good. I, I don't even know anymore. I used to like the original Star Wars. I even like the prequels, the one through, th- through three, because I was like, okay, this is my generation. And then it just got carried away. I, I stopped watching. Maybe I'm the one who's out of the loop, which I hope I am. May the 4th. I swear, from midnight on May 4th until uh, 11.59 p.m. on May 4th, it is just, oh, it's, oh, come on. Are we adults or not? And this is no knock on you Star Wars fanatics out there. Like I said, I used to like it. I, I Good versus evil, I can get behind all that stuff. But it's just gotten so carried away. And, uh, you know, I'm a lunatic for in a Rams jersey or a Kings jersey or whatever. But, like, but people dress up as Star Wars. And, and I, you're good people. You're nice people. I love you. Some of you I, I go to for my Star Wars questions, uh, if I've ever had any, which I haven't had many. Uh, but May the 4th is special Star Wars day. And do we need a day for everything? Can we stop having a day for everything? We have like six major holidays. 
Then we have like uh, six or seven, what JV holidays we'll say. And, and it's just, we have, oh, today is uh, International Pizza Day, which, hey, I support. But we need a day for everything. Everyone needs uh, a, a moment. And it's like, no, sorry. Some teams are always going to draft at the front of the draft because they're bad. And some teams are don't even know what a first-round draft pick is, a.k.a. the Rams. By the way, coffee in a mug, when you drink it out of a travel container all week, when you get to sit down and have a nice cup of joe, just with your in your home with your cup with your uh, personal cup here or any any mug. Oh, spectacular! I mean, it's the little things, right? It's the little things. Maybe one day a week you only get to drink out of a out of a mug and just enjoy yourself, rather than pouring it up, heading out, out the door, which I actually like. It gets me going, gets my day going, gets the week going. But uh, it's the little things. But May fourth. Can we, can we ease up on the Star Wars stuff? We get it. We get it. It's very cool. They got lightsabers and lasers and and uh, is Darth Vader? Is he still around? I, I I don't even know which galaxy or time frame we're in anymore. Luke Luke came back and then don't tell me any uh, spoilers, but uh, I probably won't watch anyway. But I'm just like the prequel. What was the prequel? Uh, the prequel one was pretty good with the uh, something one something the. Uh, uh, I don't know that Capricorn one. That's another movie. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the one right before uh, the original Star Wars, A New Hope. Um, anyway, enough Star Wars talk. We're going to get plenty of that on Wednesday from the people that are sitting around waiting all year for this. Like this is uh, opening day of the baseball season or something. So anyway, hockey playoffs, LA Kings, go Kings, go. It's been a while. So, uh, you know, if you're not into hockey, I get it. Uh, I haven't watched a ton of games this year because I haven't been able to. Uh, but I will be watching these playoff games. Uh, those are just games one through four. It's the Edmonton Oilers. What do we call this? Maybe the Wayne Gretzky uh, series, but uh, I don't know. The Kings uh, barely got in, but they were in first time in a while. And as we've seen in the past, all things change in the playoffs. Play- playoff hockey, I would put up against any any uh, playoff, uh, especially ones with series. It's hard, it's hard to, to say uh, March Madness, the NFL playoffs. Is not as good as hockey, but I, I, I would put the NHL playoffs up against NBA playoffs, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, hands down. Uh, even though I love I love uh, baseball, I love basketball too, but there's something about the intensity of hockey, the playoff beards, the uh, just the the goaltending, the 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 series, the whole. Oh man, it's just there's storylines. I I hope the Kings make uh make make a stand here, make a stand. You know, pull your short out, defend your at least defend your home turf. It's going to be exciting. And, and I like that the games are going to be on TV, regular TV. You don't have to go searching for them and stuff. So ESPN two, Monday night, Wednesday night, although you guys are hearing this after that. Uh, and then uh, Friday, Sunday, I think are on TBS. So that's your Kings update for today. Go Kings go Jonathan quick, man. If you play like he did uh, a week or so ago uh, against those, uh, those orange County ducks. I mean, uh, anything could happen. And Dustin Brown, congrats to him on an amazing career. Team captain, two-time Stanley Cup champ. He's calling it uh, quits after this. Not, I shouldn't say calling it quits. He's retiring, respectfully, and one of the greatest kings of all time, in my opinion, just a class act. And uh, let's let's get one more for Brownie. What do you guys say, huh? Go, Kings, go. Let's go. Uh, in other playoff news, uh, our beloved Rio Hondo Prep uh, spring teams, the baseball team and softball team, will be participating in the uh, CIF uh, playoffs starting this week. We know who the young ladies are playing. We don't yet know, as I record this, who the young men are playing. But I got to give credit to 
the softball uh, softball team, the Real Hondo Prep Cares, 12-0 in the Prep League, another Prep League championship. Congrats, ladies. Well-deserved. You guys are representing Real Hondo Prep quite well. And the game, they are, they're playing a first-round game Thursday against La Quinta. Uh, I think it's the Westminster team, not the, not the – um, not the, excuse me, the uh, Palm Springs team. I've gone out there and worked a football game uh, one time. It's way out there. But I think it's the Orange County, La Quinta. And um, the Cares are going up against, you know, schools now with, with huge enrollments, much like the football team did uh, against Charter Oak and such. But, hey, there's no excuses to be made. The Cares, 12-0 and going into the CIF playoffs. They got the pitching. They got the fielding. They got the, defense, the uh, offense. They got it all. And, uh, you know, what a team to watch. So if you – are able to get out and see the cares on that beautiful softball diamond on Thursday, uh, three shoot three fifteen. Let's say three fifteen, so you're not late. I don't know if it's three fifteen or three thirty, but let's get in there, pack the stands, and uh, and uh, you know cheer on the cares. Uh, I, I know they're ready to make a softball run here, and man, it would be awesome to see uh, to see the ladies just go deep in the playoffs and, and uh, you know shock the world. And I I will be tuning in. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there, but I'm going to try to get there Thursday afternoon uh, to to witness uh, the Lady Cares taking out taking on the uh, La Quinta uh, softball club, and uh, should be exciting. Go Cares, go Cares, go! Uh, the baseball side of things, the boys did inch their way into the playoffs. They needed one win over Chadwick on uh, the last week of the season last week, and they play went or Tuesday and Friday, kind of your prep league like the mini series, right? They needed one of two. They were down early to Chadwick on uh, Tuesday, uh, not playing uh, well on defense, apparently making some errors and their pitching, you know, uh, is not their strength. We'll say, and I think they would admit that they are an offensive team, but they were able to rally. Uh, and, and a big part of their rally was RHP junior Ryan McCullough hitting a grand slam. Rio was down five to one, uh, maybe a six to one, six to one, I think, but they rallied. Uh, Ryan McCullough with the grand slam seven RBI on the day, seven, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, and that's a little, that's a little, there's little tidbits. Sometimes I have, when, when you say RBI, you don't say RBIs. It's, it's already the, the, the plurals on the front, right? He had seven runs batted in. It's not runs batted ins. So if you want to be technical, you want to be, I don't know. You want to sound like a better baseball person. When you say plural RBI, it's still RBI. Ryan McCullough was seven RBI on the day. At least that's my opinion. My opinion it doesn't have to be. Everyone else says RBIs, ribbies, ribeyes, couple steaks, whatever, whatever, however you want to go, go with it. It's a little bonus tip there. He had seven RBI. I started doing it when I heard uh, that was the proper way to say it. And you know, I move on. Anyway, Ryan McCullough, great job uh, driving in all those runs on Tuesday. The Cares took down the Dolphins to officially uh, clinch a playoff spot as third place in the prep league behind those dreaded rebels of, uh, of Flint Ridge and the Pasadena Poly Panthers. But Hey, you're in the dance. Now you see what happens. Uh, the cares uh, baseball team will not know who they're playing until Monday morning at 10 AM on CIFSS.org. Go to there. By the time this episode is out, you should be able to uh, find and know who, who the baseball team is playing. So uh, it'll probably be a road game. It might be a, it might be a nice road trip, probably playing Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not exactly sure. Hopefully it's not on Thursday. So you can get out and watch uh, the girls at home and uh, the boys, uh, wherever they're going to end up playing. But it's an exciting time, as I mentioned, the month of May. May Madness, can we call it that? I don't know. Uh, Real Hondo Prep teams, both in the postseason 
And for those seniors out there, man, enjoy these last couple of days. Uh, last, you know, whether you guys go deep in the playoffs or this is it for you, you have a few more practices of your Real Hondo prep careers. And then you go into bigger and better things. Uh, most of you won't be sitting around doing a, a free podcast like I'm doing, just sitting here and rambling away. You're going to have great futures. But uh, for us alumni who, uh, you know, are proud of you guys and are always going to look back and be like, hey, I used to do that. You know, it's, you get to be members of us eventually. But for now, let's, let's hold off. Let's see if the uh, CARES baseball and softball teams can make a playoff run. So check out where the boys are playing. Get out and support them. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to get to both of these games um, this week. Should be able to, but it just depends on where they're at, timing, and, and all those things. So be sure to check out Get Home Safe Podcast's uh, Facebook page, and I will try to post some content there. Um, I might not do interviews and things like I did before, but I will try to do updates, maybe some short videos uh, while I'm at these games. So let's go, Hondo, right? Let's go. Here we go. Uh, some great stuff I saw from the weekend. Obviously, I'm an NFL draft guy. You guys know that about me. Uh, I'm one of those guys that loves seeing the, the blending of college and, and NFL football uh, all coming together. It, it's really neat to see. It's, um, it's authentic, I believe. You know, these guys are becoming millionaires overnight um, just with a phone call. You're sitting around waiting impatiently to see who's going to take you. And I just love seeing the, uh, the phone calls, the um, between the coaches and the, and the kid, the GM, uh, the players with their families. And it's always interesting to see, oh, oh, okay, let's see who, who showed up for a, a, you wonder sometimes if, if, if you were to be drafted, who would be in that living room with you? You know what I mean? Ask yourself that question. I, I, I wondered at a time and I'd be like, well, when I was eight, when I was 21, 22, yeah, I probably would have uh, different people in that room with me than I would if I was uh, drafted now at 37. So that's no knock on anybody, just like you know, your, your life changes, right? And I think for a lot of those guys drafted, they may look back and be like, oh yeah, I had so-and-so in the room with me. He didn't really care about me or, or maybe I should have had someone, you know, anyway, these are just my observations. Uh, I'll get more on the draft, but I want to mention something that I saw this weekend, two great boxing, I mean, great boxing fights, Shakur Stevenson and uh, Oscar Valdez, two undefeated junior lightweights. I mentioned to you their names before. Uh, this was a big, big buildup. Oscar Valdez, 30, and know, Shakur Stevenson, 17, and know, um, these are names you want to, you want to watch and you want to remember. Um, honestly, uh, Valdez put up a good fight, but Stevenson was just so much better than he was. I mean, he looked bigger. He looked just uh, just in total control, and he he kind of breezed to a, a unanimous decision. The one thing I'll say about Stevenson is, well, two things. Every time I see him fight, I get so I, I just like he's better than I thought he was. He makes he makes uh, he makes it look easy. I'm just like maybe this will be a true test. And each time he just takes control, maybe takes a few blows, and then just takes over and ends up dominating. I mean, this has happened repeatedly in, in all 18 of his fights now, now 18 and 0. And this is a guy, I mean, he'll eventually move up to lightweight and beyond, I think. But for now, he's, uh, he's the dude to beat at the junior lightweight, 130 pounds, which is uh, crazy to think about uh, weight-wise. But just a stud, I, I don't love his, uh, some of his theatrics. Like after the fight, he's, he's kind of making it all, you know, all, all fighters have that about them. This whole, like, it's, you know, it's all about me or whatever, but I don't know. There's a classy way to carry yourself. I don't, I'm not saying he's classless or anything. He just pushed the envelope. He kind of like intimidates and, and taunts a little bit too much for my, for my taste. But Hey, when you're the best, that's the thing in fighting In fighting he's put up or shut up and he's done that. So congrats to Stevenson on securing another belt 
and uh, man, looking to be definitely the best junior lightweight in the world. Uh, and Valdez, he'll bounce back for sure. He, he, he was getting his tail kicked, but he hung in there. He hung in there and landed some good shots himself, but it was clearly Shakur Stevenson who won that fight. Uh, the women's boxing world was pretty impressive on Saturday night. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano fought uh, in Madison Square Garden. It was a headline event, not, not the co-main. It was the main event, the first time, I think, in uh, women's boxing history where it's been the main event at Madison Square Garden. And it absolutely delivered. Um, you, you know, people, get, people will knock me and be like, man, you don't like women's sports. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not it at all. Uh, there's other elements there. I, I appreciate greatness. I appreciate um, athleticism. I don't care who it is. If it's high school boys, if it's uh, women in the octagon, women in the boxing ring, I, I don't care what it is. I, I appreciate uh, good, good uh, athleticism and competition. And what I saw Saturday night, Katie Taylor out of Ireland and Amanda Serrano from Puerto Rico. Wow. What a fight. Now, listen, women's boxing, they're two minute rounds instead of three minute rounds, which we need to fix. We need to fix that. I, I, I'm sorry. If you, if, if you can play the sport, you can play the sport. Like, you know what I mean? Women's basketball, they have like a smaller ball. And I'm like, what are we doing? But anyway, okay, fine. But in boxing in fighting, you don't see different uh, minute rounds in the women's side of, of uh, UFC, right? It's three, five minute rounds or in title fights, five, five minute rounds. Uh, but in boxing, for some reason, they want to go from three minute rounds to two minute rounds. It does make for very quick and exciting uh, uh, fights for sure. But Hey, let's get to equality. Let's get to, uh, you know, where we should be. Let's, let's get women's boxing to uh, three minute rounds. But anyway, Katie Taylor considered the best in the world, uh, really showed that on Saturday, but I got to tell you, Amanda Serrano, uh, put up a fight herself. She is now 42, two and one. So she came into this with one loss. Katie Taylor has now improved to 21 and oh, and she is something to watch. She's got this like killer, face about her when she walks in the ring and really never changes and i'm not much for ties i've said this i've said this a million times i hate ties but i don't know sometimes you see a fight that is just too dang close and i'm almost like if you gotta have a tie if you gotta have a draw i understand it in in fighting uh, i still hate seeing it like okay let's pick something let's pick a winner but this was as close to a draw honestly as i've seen um, Katie T Taylor took it on the scorecards. Two judges had it in her favor. One judge had it for Amanda Serrano. And you want to talk about blood? Oh my goodness! Both of their faces bloody from the eyes down. It, they they were warriors. They were they were just warriors, women warriors. It was it was awesome to see. So congrats to Katie Taylor on uh, taking the belts and uh, to Amanda Serrano. I I'm sure we're going to see a rematch here, and it'll it'll be even bigger than this one was. Tons of fans there. I mean, the, the, the crowd uh, delivered, and I think there's an audience, uh, not just for boxing, but women's boxing. And it, it's, again, if it is, if it is great, this, it's all about the product. If, if you put out a good product that people want to see, people are going to be impressed by, uh, then I don't, I don't think it matters who the gender is. It's like, Hey, these are incredible athletes who are going to put on a show. And they absolutely did on Saturday night. So congrats to Katie Taylor from Ireland and, and it, if, if uh, I don't know if any young ladies listen to the program, but if you're interested in, in women's boxing, there's some great women's boxers out there. Those two I mentioned, there's Clarissa Shields, uh, Michaela Meyer, uh, uh, probably the top four biggest names in, in women's boxing. And uh, their sport is continuing uh, to grow. And, and I do think the men's side is more entertaining. I'm not, I'm not going to like lie about it or beat around the bush. 
but the women's uh, side of boxing on Saturday night uh, really did deliver a, an outstanding product. And again, congrats to Katie Taylor on, on a huge win uh, in, in what was considered the biggest fight in, in women's boxing history. So I, I agree with that. And I don't know a ton about the history, but what I saw was, uh, was truly impressive. Okay, the NFL draft was this last week, Thursday through Saturday, three great days. If you're a football degenerate, you get your fill of it. Um, a few things that went through my head, like, you know, I don't know all the college players, but like you'll see a guy get drafted and then they'll start showing his film. And I watch a lot of college football and you'll see a play or two that happens and you're like, oh, that was that guy, like who made that play? Because I don't you know, n- remember all the names and everything. And you just like, you see the highlights and you're like, oh yeah, that guy's going to be pretty good. And everyone looks good on their tape, right? They don't show too many plays when a guy gets drafted to like, oh, he, here's a, he, he's a penalty machine. Watch these four or five holding calls. Like you don't see that that often. It's usually like everybody that's drafted. Oh, he's got great potential. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. So it's really funny to see um, the, uh, how do you say that? The, <laughs> the characterization of a guy uh, with a couple of highlight films. Uh, but I know when my Rams draft, I look at the tape and after three or four highlights, I'm always like, oh yeah, they made a great decision. This guy's going to be great. You never know, but you just, I think all fans have that, like that hope, that anticipation of like, this is a great decision. I, this is going to be like, you have no way of knowing he could be a bust. And a lot of guys are, uh, Colin Coward always says half of the league in the NFL is undrafted with dudes that, you know, just came in and, and, and delivered and the, even the drafted guys, they don't always shine. So uh, it's hope and anticipation. It's about teams living in the future, not the past. Uh, yes, that, that, that jab is at you, teams that uh, live in the past. I want to count your banners that you haven't been close to in many, many years. I won't say any names. And the Rams can't live in the past. It's just, it's you know, just last year they were Super Bowl champs, but it's on to the next season. And, and, and they made some good moves the, this week. I thought that I, I, I really uh, liked uh, addressing different needs and, and different positions. And I, I will say this, I think, we absolutely need a draft in life. And maybe it's like every 10 years, it's like a self, self-examination, self if you will. And we could, we could go into this. Who would I, I'll take myself, for instance. Uh, we'll go, uh, Matt Hurst, like what, where, would, where would you fit in life? Like maybe it's different professions that are reaching out to you, but uh, you know, and, and it would be hilarious to be like, okay, uh, with the, 380th pick in the uh in the 12th round of the uh of the uh, usa uh draft uh the uh i don't know the uh amazon drivers select matt hersema out of covina california 37 year old fedex driver graduate of uh, cal state fullerton uh and then you go to the film right then you go to the film and you got uh, mel kuyper talking about uh, looking at me at highlights in my twenties, you know, when I was going to college and, uh, coaching in RHLA and, and never sleeping and doing all those things, then you go into, and then after that, then he went into minor league baseball and he was a minor league baseball umpire and he's traveling the road. He's carrying a suitcase. He's getting yelled at, he's ejecting people. And they just, you show those highlights where they circle the, you know, the, uh, on, on the TV and the little electric, uh, uh, screen tactics and everything. And then it just, and then they, they'd list you and you stand there with your, with your, uh, your mug and then it has like your accolades or your and then concerns what i'm concerned about is his height uh to his weight ratio 
definitely a shorter guy who's a, who's got some weight to lose. Uh, he doesn't quite have the patience that he, that he should when he's driving a vehicle. Uh, you know, he's got to improve on that. But I think overall projection is that Matt Hersema will be doing uh, a, a free podcast for quite some time and uh, barely making rent and uh, will continue to be an asset as a driver. You know, it's going to something like that. That's an example. Maybe we can make, I, I was trying to think of others. I don't want to bring other people in here. But imagine how you would feel if you were drafted in life, if we had a life draft. I'm not trying to go all Hunger Games here. I'm just saying, maybe we'd perform better when no one's looking. Maybe we would uh, pick up that piece of trash that we walk by on the street. Maybe we would uh, slow down a little in our cars. Maybe we'd, maybe we'd be better people. And uh, maybe the big man upstairs is, is putting this draft together and thinking to himself, well, I'm going to have a draft someday. And there might be a few people undrafted, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying I'm a first rounder. That I am not. But I definitely want to get on stage. This analogy went okay, I thought. Okay. And, and then when the announcement is made, I'm there crying with family. Oh, this is great. Yeah, you know. I mean, girlfriends from, uh, that's another thing when you see the girlfriend. <laughs> I posted something. I think it was Russell Wilson. Girl, he says, girlfriends, don't be that draft day pick. Be, you know, it, it's for later. It uh, be there later on. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, ran, I ran into a wall there with my analogy. But think about it. Drafted in life, would you wear your best suit? You know, wear your best suit. Or are you just gonna sit there on the couch uh, in in, uh, in your baggy baggy uh, sweatpants or whatever? Think about it. We should all be right now. Is our NFL combine? Right. We all played our lives in college or we played. We, we, we have a we have our college film. Now it's time to establish ourselves at the NFL combine and maybe those one on one interviews. The teams and their um, and their uh, pr- perspective uh, people. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I, it was just an analogy that uh, popped in my head and I, and I wanted to be like, what if we had a, a life? Tra-? And then, because then it would put, you know, the people that, Hey, this guy had a great, um, great potential, but has not delivered. So sorry, you're going in the uh, 10th round or whatever. Um, there's something there. Text me, email me. Let me know what you think of that. I think we need a draft, a life in draft, a life in draft, a draft life that uh, will uh, assist with uh, all of our, Maybe we have it every couple of years, a redraft, right? Hey, you, you've been good at your job or whatever, uh, but you're going to change careers soon. All right, new draft, new draft this year, Vegas. By the way, Vegas for the draft, that looked awesome. Thousands of people there. And it was the first time since 2019, there was a crowd, spectacular, well done, uh, well done NFL draft. And the, the draft, if nothing else, it gives you hope, right? And it's like opening day in baseball for most fans. They're watching there thinking, no, oh, this is great. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I love about the draft thing, little things that pop up that I, that I like to see proximity is great. And what I mean by that is like when players are drafted close to their, to their team, uh, to their, to where they're from, right. As, as we were kids, we're growing up thinking, oh, I'm going to go to college at SC or UCLA. Then I'm going to be drafted by the Lakers. Like you just, you naturally think as a kid. Um, that, you, you know, you're always going to be in the city that you're, that you're in. And like LeBron James, he, he, he was drafted uh, by the Cleveland Cavaliers and then abandoned his home city, not once, but twice 
because he's selfish and thinks he's uh, better than Michael Jordan. But it's a different story. The point is, I think it's awesome. Now, now you're a free agent. This is freedom of choice. You can go where you want. But I think there's something special to be said when you are picked up by a hometown team, right? And a few examples I wrote down. I mean, the, the number one pick, uh, Jacksonville, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. I know Jacksonville and, and Georgia. I mean, they're, they're close enough, if you know what I mean. The second pick, Detroit, Allen Hutchinson, the uh, defensive lineman out of Michigan. How cool is that? I mean, that's great. It's just, it's a, it's a great fit. And it's like hey, the hometown kid. Uh, let's see, Carolina, uh, w- which was a high draft pick. Uh, Iki Ikwanu from North Carolina State. We were seeing a pattern here of guys close to their home in the first round. Uh, Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M goes to Houston. So again, it's, it's not right up the street necessarily, but still pretty cool. Here's an example of two different states. Uh, the Washington Redskins took Jason Dotson from Penn State. Again, close to D.C., Penn, uh, Penn State, uh, you know, Happy Valley, a little far, but still proximity. And then, of course, the big one was Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh being drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, going to get to play in the same stadium. Uh, I, I just love stuff like that. I love seeing that. Uh, you know, Robert Woods, who played at SC, that was a big reason he came to the Rams was to play in L.A. I don't think he would have uh, been itching to go to uh, St. Louis, but uh, just to be in, in L.A., I, I love seeing that. And I, I was like, wait, where's this guy from? Uh, the Rams drafted um, Quentin Lake out of UCLA, so gets to stay here, uh, son of the great Carnell Lake, who was a, a, a Steelers safety for quite some time. So I just love that uh, proximity in the draft. You don't always have to stay home, but I think it's pretty cool when guys get to, it's like an extra bonus to your dream of getting drafted in the NFL uh, or any other uh, professional sports league. It's just like, man, we get to stay close to home too. Wow. Uh, Anyway, uh, five Georgia defensive players taken in the first round. Usually, uh, I mean, that's a pretty high number. Just to put it in perspective, the only reason I bring it up, there were five Georgia defensive players taken in the first round. Uh, of 32 picks in the NFL draft. To put that in perspective, there were four total ACC players taken in the first round. There were four total Pac-12 players taken in the first round and zero Big 12 players taken in the first round. So half of Georgia's uh, side of the ball was out just on John, just on defense was taken uh, and had more than those other power conferences. So that tells you how great that defense was uh, last, last, uh, last year, last, uh, yeah, that for the national champions. Um, let me see what I want to get to here today. I have a kind of a brief rules, baseball, um, slang and a baseball ruling thing for the end of the show today. Uh, but before we get to that, you know what California needs? Let's, let's, let's get a little, let's get into it now. You know what California needs right now? I, I, I just think this is spectacular. California needs more of a gas tax. More. I mean, you're already paying the most gas uh, for the most in, in, the, in the country. You, I mean, it's the highest gas prices. You have the, already have the highest gas taxes. Let's raise it again. That will solve everything. Climate, climate warming solved. If you just charge people more money, it makes things safer, apparently. No, it doesn't because that gas is still going to be spent. You're still going to... The same amount is still going to be used. This concept in California, hey, just, just raise the taxes. This shows you, I want you to, I want you guys to, to, you Californians, you Californians who vote these people in, they do not care about you. They certainly don't care about poor people or, or they would not keep raising a gas tax. Because you know who, everybody pays for gas, 
rich people, uh, middle, middle class people, poor people. And who do you think this hurts the most? It doesn't hurt the rich guy. If I raise the gas tax, they'll pay it. Yeah, yeah. But what about us poor people who don't have money? And uh, everything, all our money goes, goes into our cars. So this is the solution. This is how out of touch. I don't even want to hear like, oh, they're, they're Democrats, they're for the little guy. You're not for the little guy. You want to raise taxes. And, well, and then and the concept of well, only raise taxes on the rich. Who, how do you think that affects everyone else? Raise taxes on the rich. Let's raise the minimum wage. Okay, guess what? Burgers are going to be $11 now. This whole concept of, well, just charge people more money. Like, wh- what are we doing? And if you look at California, you think oh, roads and all these things are being improved. Where's this money going? That's another thing. Where's the, where's the gas tax? Where's all this money going? Potholes everywhere. California takes more money from people and then spends it on worthless stuff than any. That is where we are, the golden state. We are, we are first place at stealing money from, from our civilians and spending it on nonsense. I'm going to change our name to the, the bronze state here soon because there's no way we are the, uh, the golden state anymore. I saw that. I, just, I about lost my mind. It's like completely out of touch. Completely out of touch with the, with the way people are struggling because they don't care about you. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it. They don't care about you or they wouldn't do this to you. Get, raise the gas tax. <laughs> Which side of the aisle you think did that? I'm just curious. I don't look at wherever you vote, wherever you believe, fine. But you got to look at actual things that are happening that are affecting your life. And, and, I, and I know, look, it, it's not always, you know, when, when, uh, when Bush was in office, hey, the, those wars were, were quite expensive. And I would support, support this, support, you know, but the, the economy started to suffer and then, you know, gas went up. I remember that. I mean, by the end of it all, it, it was not looking good. And sometimes economies are just, I don't know, sometimes you luck out, I guess. But I do know that raising the cost of everything, like r- raising the cost without raising the, uh, the, uh, raising wages without raising the costs of things it's like that makes zero sense where do you think the money's coming from oh we'll just print more just print more californians they can they can pay they pay for gas not a big deal and the gas has gone down a little and i had this uh, ride with this girl uh, a drover um drove her to te- uh not from texas a, a texas uh girl who was moving out to california she was flying back and we had a drove her to lax and she was talking to me about um, uh, how much she doesn't like Texas and she wants to move out here. And I was just like, it was funny conversation because I'm a Californian who wants out of here. And then I was like, well, yeah, yeah at least you're not paying $6 uh, a gallon in gas. And she was like, uh, well, we're almost five. I was like, I'll take almost five anytime. So anyway, more frustrations there. So, so it was a good conversation with her in the, uh, in the car ride. I mean, it was a, you know, hour plus, probably hour 15 hour 20 ride uh from out here glendora to lax and it was so funny i think i picked her up at like 7 a.m and she's like hey so my flight's at my flight's at eight or can can you get me there by eight i'm like it's so funny when people do that they get in your car and they're like they request the time to be there by it's like i have zero control over that you 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 realize like why would you get why would you get a ride this close to your takeoff some people, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if you're ready for California, ma'am. <laughs> if this is how you're going to plan your travels, uh, oh, I can get there in an hour. No, no, you can't. So uh, I, I tried to tell her, hey, um, 
she, this, she was like a, she was like a screenplay writer or something, or she had a qu- quite a story. It was, it was fun talking to her. Uh, but it was just funny as, as two different people, uh, someone that wanted to leave Texas to come here. I was like, you got to be one of the only people I know that, <laughs> that is leaving Texas to come here uh, when me and a lot of other people. And she's like, no, our traffic's bad too now. I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, this is traffic. Look, at, you see both sides of the freeway stopped. That's, this is LA. This is California. So be careful what you wish for. But I wish, I wish her nothing but the best. Uh, nice, nice lady. And it was, it was good to have a conversation with someone that, we clearly disagreed on things, but it was a civil conversation, um, and uh, I got her there in a timely manner, somewhat. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, that was that was a fun a fun part of my week last week. Going to L- oh, man, going to LAX. I have a question for everybody regarding disinformation. So sometimes people throw terms out that they hear and they use. I've, I've done it too, but like at some point you got to like establish what it is. So uh, Democrats and the left are, are, they're terrified. This guy, Elon Musk is so terrifying. By the way, how come this guy wasn't a racist or whatever until after he bought Twitter? Isn't that kind of odd? This is, I mean, were people just holding it in and waiting? Wait, we have stuff on him, but we're going to wait until he does something we don't like. Is that how that works? Or maybe is it being fabricated? I don't know. It's, it's so funny how people aren't demons until they do something that someone doesn't like. Think about it. Think about, think about that. Um, I, I don't understand it. And this whole concept of, well, he's misogynistic. He was talking bad about women, women on the board of Twitter. We got to stop this whole concept of, well, if you criticize someone, that must mean you don't like them. No, actually, you see them as an equal. If, if you see them as a person, if you refuse to criticize someone or, or whatever, because they're different than you, and that was your like thinking, then yeah, you would be prejudiced. You'd be racist. You'd be whatever, misogynistic. But no, if you, if you see someone as an equal, in my opinion, if you see someone as an equal, you don't get special treatment. You don't make special treatment for them because you do see them as an equal. So think about that, that person that is in your life or whatever, that uh, you see them as an equal. It's usually, you know, guys being guys or whatever, but like you, you, tr- if you treat someone, it's not poor. If you treat someone poorly, like bad, Hey, by all means, but if you're having a civil uh, civil conversation or civil debate or whatever with someone, it's because you view them as on your level. It's not putting them down. You know, he's not just yelling at someone because he's a woman or yelling at. It's like everyone always tries to find find an edge, find a a reason to dislike someone. And that they're just like, well, he he must doesn't like uh, women. It's like oh, I don't think that's the truth. Uh, plus, I never quite understood that. People are like, he must not like women. I'm like, actually, most of us like women. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway uh go besides the point so elon musk buys twitter and, and the world is ending the sky is falling it's very very scary stuff and, and they, they they keep throwing out this term disinformation it's going to be disinformation when you say that term you have to give examples of what the dis- disinformation is i'll give you a few uh what was it disinformation when they said oh masks will work uh false it was a different information when they said hey take the vaccine you won't be able to uh to get covid or spread covid uh, that was false. Uh, well, you, you'll, you'll just, you just, if you take it, you just, you'll, you'll, you won't be affected by it as much. Oh, you mean like if a normal healthy person got COVID anyway, like they're probably going to be fine. It's like, there's been account, the, the censoring, the removing these the scientists, these doctors, how many doctors uh, and, and scientists were, were removed from Twitter uh, in recent years because they didn't stick to the narrative that, that, uh, that, that, they didn't stick to the narrative that was the only source, the single source of truth. That's my, my favorite line ever. This, we are the single source of truth. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Malone, Joe Rogan, getting all kinds of flack for, for having 
a discussion with someone that is a so-called expert in their field. I thought we were supposed to trust experts or only experts you believe. Like it's so one-sided. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Joe Rogan, he promotes a horse paste. Uh, You know, he's going to, he's, that's disinformation. Well, actually, no, you're just spreading disinformation by saying that. Whereas he was prescribed by a doctor. He had uh, CNN, CJ Gupta, their, their medical expert on, he called him out. You guys, you guys said, I took horse pace. You guys said, this is, this is medicine for humans. And he, he backed up. Well, yeah, we shouldn't have said that the very next day he goes back on CNN and says, well, yeah, it is a horse. Dewormer. It is a horse, horse dewormer. So who is spreading disinformation here? You can't just say, you can't just accuse somebody of something and then not follow up or not give examples. And, and, and opinions are not examples. Facts are stubborn things. I swear. Didn't Ronald Reagan say that? By the way, on this podcast on Friday, I'm going to have a man named Ron Reagan on the podcast. And um, obviously, it's not the 40th president of the United States who has been gone for quite some time. Uh, but you guys will be entertained by Ron. Ron is a, was a, uh, is a veteran of the U.S. Navy, worked on submarines for 20 years. Uh, I've umpired college baseball with him a few times. He now lives in Georgia and is a huge Alabama Crimson Tide football fan. So plenty to talk to Ron Reagan about uh, on Friday. Uh, we recorded our conversation already, and, and you guys will hear that. But anyway, back to my point. It, it just the, the left side of the aisle is so good at terminology and phrases. And, and it's so funny how they, they make something mainstream overnight. They just now it's like, oh, yeah. They're about disinformation. Actually, they're not about disinformation. They're about all information. Like get get it out there. And and then you decide what is best for you. Isn't it funny how, like, for instance, it's okay. Most doctors will say, go for hey, go get a second opinion. How many times have you heard that over your life? Whether it's surgery or an illness or something, it's like, I'm gonna go get a second opinion. Now to get a second opinion is uh, I don't know, racist or or tyrannical or something. I don't know. I, I lose track of of the outrage. Single source. This doctor says this. This is all that matters. This is you will listen to this. Like, wait a minute. How come these other guys who had other thoughts, other opinions based off of data, they are being censored and shut out? That's what you're terrified of because someone may have something to say about a subject. It doesn't even have to be COVID or COVID related. Uh, they have a different take than you, the great, the great CNN. Uh, gods of our time. I, I just, it, this, this term keeps getting thrown around left and right. Disinformation and disinformation information is a real thing. You see in a lot in uh, military conflicts and uh, you know, police detect disinformation. Sometimes you put stuff out there that you want people to believe and that like, that's all a real thing. And I believe that it's, it's been happening uh, here now and, and uh, it's always going to be happening, but you got to give exam. You can't just say that's disinformation. So why is it? Basically, disinformation is a, is what you deem to be a lie, right? You you promote it as fact when it probably isn't. So I I do know there's been some disinformation spread, but I there's been countless examples the past couple of years just with COVID. Doctor Fauci he, he's the minister of disinformation, and then there's going to be this disinformation board of the of uh, Homeland Security or something. That's terrifying. Like who, who, who is this? This is like the social media with the opinion checkers. Oh, sorry. Fact checkers. It, it's just crazy. The lack of uh, free speech, the, 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 the fear of free speech. 
it's just people want there are some people i i get there's just a lot of people that want to be controlled i i don't understand it it doesn't make any sense to me i want to be able to say what i want buy what i want i don't want other people to be telling me what to do but some people i don't know they they, they get they get happy with that please tell me what to do i can't think for myself i'm not smart enough please what should i eat today what should i do today i don't i don't understand <laughs> I don't. What is it? Self control? Is that still a thing? Self control, or, or is that? Uh, are we not allowed to say that anymore? Self control or other people? I don't know. For me, I like self control. I'm not about uh, other people's controlling. Other people controlling me. I don't understand it. I don't want any part of it. Okay, let's get to some baseball talk. Just as the end here, baseball is in full swing. Hey, only a few more weeks in the college baseball postseason. Uh, but uh, as we end our show here with uh you know a few baseball things baseball slang your baseball slang term of the day and then uh, a baseball rule of the day now i went a little long-winded last week with my uh, baseball rule uh thing so i'm gonna be a little more brief today just something that is a pet peeve of mine that i want people if i want you to just remember uh just a phrase one little phrase that uh i think will make you a smarter baseball person because there's people on uh, major league teams, major league networks that can't even say this right. And I want my audience, if nothing else, to be able to know the difference between these two things. But first of the baseball slang today, kind of a fun one. Um, have you guys ever heard the term uh, Bush league and, and, and you kind of know what it is, but you don't know why it is what it is. And basically Bush league for those non-baseball people out there is when there, there's an act kind of made by somebody in, in the game that it might even be legal but it's like, uh, that's, Hey, that's outside the lines that that was, that was too much. That was kind of a dirty play. Maybe that was kind of a, that was unnecessary. Maybe it's a hard slide. Maybe it's a, and sometimes these, these moments in the game are, are warranted hustle plays or whatever, but there are times when, Hey, that's Bush league, or you threw at you know, you threw at my guy or um, a guy uh, pimped a home run. And then you, you don't throw at him. You throw at some smaller guy just to be like, send a message. And it's like, Hey, that was Bush league, man. If you're going to hit someone, you hit me. Uh, so Bush league is a term. It's just like, I say JV all the time. Oh, it's JV. It's kind of that way in the sense of, uh, it's just a, a, a play or an act made, uh, during a game that it's just like, Hey, that's, that's out of bounds. This is professional baseball. You wouldn't do that crap here. Um, you see a lot of college theatrics, that would be considered Bush league. That's why it doesn't happen as much in professional baseball. And, and even when it does, even though we're in a new age of baseball, uh, the game still polices itself. Anyway, Bush league comes from like uh, basically referring to minor leagues, but, but below minor leagues, like to, and it's called Bush Bush league because it's from like a rural area, the rural uh, you're at, you know, these, you're not in a big city, like a, a big league a MLB team. And you're not even the minor leagues. You're in the bush leagues. You're out in the outskirts. You're in the sub, you know, the uh, the rural suburb, not even suburbs. You're you're playing in some uh, desert somewhere. You know, that's why the term bush league is said, and because it's lower than it's lower than low. It's it's uh, it's classless move type of thing. Um, I want you know, you guys look it up if you don't quite believe the way I'm saying it, which I understand. I don't always put it uh, best words into it, but bush. Hey man, that was bush league. And you'll hold, you know, some people will say BS or say the actual term, but in baseball, you hear that a lot, that's Bush League, and maybe you hear it in other sports as well. So don't be Bush League out there, okay? 
I used to kind of do some Bush league things. I, I gotta be honest. I was kind of a dirty basketball player. Uh, but there's a, there's a time and a, no, there's not a time and a place. I, I, I did some things I shouldn't have done, but Bush league, don't be Bush league, be a, be a, be a pro, be professional. And we're seeing a lot of Bush league stuff kind of trickle up into major league baseball. And uh, there's a lot of guys who've been around a long time. We're like, we're not standing for that. That's, that's not how this game is played. It's, it's been played for over a hundred years and been just fine. Uh, we don't need uh, sports writers telling us uh, how the game should be played now. Uh, sorry. Um, it's just baseball is different. I try to tell you guys that all the time. So Bush league, that is your baseball slang term for today. Now, as far as our baseball rule goes to end the end of the day, it's basically, it's just two words we're going to talk about. And I will go into each of these uh, directly here as the seasons go on, but just two terms. I want you guys to, uh, to memorize today and to just, when you speak of these speak properly. Okay. Uh, interference and obstruction. I've said this before on the pod, but I want to make it very, very clear. Okay. There's two different acts. People will say that's interference. That's interference. Or they'll say that's obstruction. And they're always wrong (laughs) about the term. They're always wrong. They're two different things. They usually involve uh, some type of, uh, you know, interference or obstruction. Like the terms should be self-explanatory, but I want to make something clear to you guys. Interference is an act by the Offense. Obstruction is an act by the defense. And try to just, I, I hate when everyone's are like, hey, that was, uh, uh, that was interference by the shortstop. It's like, mm, it's obstruction by the shortstop. Let me briefly uh, explain. I'm not going to get into all these. Again, I want this to just be, to, to take this away. Interference by the uh, offense, obstruction by the defense. Okay, if uh, there's a batted ball and the, and the runner is running to, uh, to uh, the next base and he runs into the fielder who's attempting to field the ball, okay, that would be interference. That runner interfered with the fielder's ability to field the baseball, right? Uh, what would be another um, example of interference? Batter interference. A guy swings through uh, a pitch and then steps in front of the catcher as he's trying to throw uh, somebody out that's batter interference. So there's different types of interference, but the interference is done by the offense. The one, there's one exception, one exception. And I don't want, want you to get carried away with it. Uh, it is uh, well, there's two <laughs> there's catcher interference. That's a play where the, the catcher interferes with the batter's bat. Okay. You could call it catcher's obstruction, but it, it's, it's catcher's interference. There's also umpire interference, which we'll get to, but as far as the players themselves, okay. Interference is done by the offense, a base runner, a batter, um, uh, runner's lane, a batter running to first base. He's outside the runner's lane and he, he interferes, uh, he interferes with the throw to first base or the uh, first baseman's ability to catch, uh, the, the throw from first base. Okay. Those are offensive interference. Just keep in mind, offensive interference instead of OO it's OI offensive interference, not offensive obstruction. It's OI OI offensive interference. Okay. And then on the flip side, obstruction is done by the defense. Obstruction is basically you're obstructing base runners ability uh, to run the bases. You are, you are an obstruction. You, you are a fixed, you are in their way, right? You could say interfere, but it's obstruction. So a guy is rounding um, third base, trying to score 
third baseman is just kind of standing around looking around and he's in the uh the runner's way there doesn't even need to be contact for interference or obstruction by the way it's just you impede the progress of a runner or or interfere uh, with the uh with some type of throw or, or batted ball but the defense obstructs the defense defensive obstruction think of it this way the defense is uh generally generally when you're defending a, a hill or a position, right? You put up objects to kind of obstruct, obstruct the, the enemy from advancing. So defensive obstruction. I, I just came up with that. I don't know if it works, but the offense interferes, the defense obstructs. So I don't want to hear uh, you know, as a coach, whether you're at Care Youth League or Rio Honda or wherever, I don't want you to point to your TV and be like, hey, that's that's obstruction when it's when it's uh when it's by the offense or, or, or flip it, you know, the offensive interference. It's like, no, it's called obstruction. Interference, obstruction, know the two terms. And there is the exception I know, catcher interference that can, will confuse everyone to be like, wait, I thought, come on, man, bear with me. So I'm keeping it simple today with the baseball rules. Let's know the different, and I will get into the different types of obstruction, the different types of interference here as we go weekly. But just from a terminology standpoint, you will sound like a million bucks if you're a coach uh, dealing with, with a high school uh, umpire, or, um, if, if you are, uh, I don't know if you're a fan and uh, whatever, you will sound like a million bucks. If you just know these two terms, I can't tell you how many arguments I've had on a field where a coach has been like, uh, Hey, that that's interference. I'd be like, you mean obstruction? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's what I meant. It's like, I already know I've won the art. If you don't know the terms, how can you win an argument? If you don't know the terms, think about that. Like if you don't if you if you don't speak the language uh, with with someone you're in a debate with, you're probably going to lose the argument, right? <laughs> so if you want to make a point, be sure to know the terminology. And it's something that as officials you get better at in knowing the terms. I, I talked a ton of basketball terms with Tony Padilla a few weeks ago. That's just based off of me being around the game and uh, knowing points of emphasis and things. But and the more you know about the game of baseball, we all know, we all think we know what the slang terms are, right? But here's why they mean what they mean. It's similar to the rules of baseball. I mean, the, the more you speak uh, like uh, an umpire, I think the better you will be aware of how the game is played. You'll look at things maybe you didn't look at before. And I think you'll appreciate the game of baseball so much more. So those are my two cents for today. Interference is by the offense obstruction is by the defense. Okay. Very simple, very simple uh, indeed. And Bush leagues, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's Bush league. And uh, you're going to cause a ruckus and really get people angry. If you continue to do so, I think that's it for me today, guys. I appreciate you bearing with me on, uh, on uh, this uh, middle of the week uh, podcast episode here. Be sure to watch those LA Kings in the postseason here and definitely get out and support the Rio Hondo prep cares. Uh, we don't want their seasons to end here. The softball and baseball team, uh, every pitch will matter. Every game, uh, you know, obviously matters. It's do or die winner go home. So let's hope uh, each team can uh, make a run or two in them. And uh, we can have some more things to talk about here on the get home safe podcast. Go Kings, go, go cares, go. It should be a fun week, May the 4th. Good luck to everyone. Let's get through it together. It's something we just say. We're all, we're all in this together, right? And self-control. I think that's still a thing. I think we're allowed to have uh, self-control, controlling ourselves, and uh, maybe make bad decisions, make good decisions, but uh, it, the onus is always on us. So, guys, have a great rest of your week. I will be back Friday 
with Ron Reagan. Fun conversation. I guarantee you don't want to miss. Not a real Hondo prep guy, but a ton of great things we talked about. So I want you guys to hear that. And hopefully, hopefully there's some multiple uh, playoff baseball and softball games this week and next that we can be discussing. So guys, enjoy your week. I will be back Friday. Go Kings, go, go cares, go. But guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Oh, <laughs>